It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Netherlands. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be looking at Netherlands squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, we've done a podcast on the groups, which took a close look at the Netherlands team, as well as a player media cast, which went through each of the candidates uh, who had a chance of making it to the final squad. And that ended with a prediction of the starters. Uh, this media cast is an addendum to that. In other words, we won't be repeating all of that information, but we will be, uh, but we will simply be adding on to it. Okay, well, we'll be summarizing it a bit and adding on to it. So it's not necessary to listen to that version, but the conclusions that we draw here are both based on that information and explained in more detail there. So we recommend the full player podcast, uh, but if we have time, we're hoping to release a player version uh, focused solely on the players in the final squad, so uh, giving the bios of just those 26 players. Okay, well, the final squad has been released, and um, for most teams, a preliminary squad too. Today, we can find out uh, how accurate we were in our predictions in the full podcast uh, or full media cast. And we're going to list the names of the candidates we considered definite, likely, and possible, and then announce who made the preliminary and then the final squad. As we guessed, uh, most squads had a few surprises. Uh, players who didn't make it and new or unexpected players who did. And we'll go over those players and summarize them again at the end. We'll also discuss whether the selections and the games played since June 2022 have changed our thoughts or our predictions uh, on the starters and on the team's progress. Sorry, uh, have changed our thoughts on our predicted starters and the team's progress. So here we go. I'm wearing uh, orange, Netherlands orange, uh, not a not a soccer shirt, but at least a color match. So uh, here we go. Uh, we'll talk about their formations. Um, so in the main podcast for players, we uh, went through their formations uh, since, uh, uh, well, in the Euro Cup and since. Actually, after the Euro Cup, they underwent a manager change. And um, it's actually pretty easy to summarize for Netherlands in the Euro Cup under Frank de Boer, it was a 3-4-2, uh, sorry, a 3-4-1-2. And um, in World Cup qualifying all the way through, it was a 4-3-3. And then they started to vary it uh, in Nations League uh, play, actually going with a three-man back line in those June games. Uh, various formations, a 3-5-2, a 3-4-2-1, and a 3-4-1-2. But for the last three games, and that includes the two September games, it was a 3-4-1-2. So kind of going back to the formation that they went through the Euro Cup with. Uh, those two September games were um, an away game in Poland, which was a 2-0 win. And um, the last game was at home to Belgium, which was a 1-0 win. And uh, they came first in their Nations League group. So um, just a comment on those games. Uh, both of the games featured potential starting players. So uh, even though they were trying out a lot of players in the June games of Nations League, uh, not so much in the September games. In fact, the defense and the wingers were the same 
while the central midfielders and two of the three forward positions uh, did have changes in the second game, but they were uh, kind of likely candidates. So um, not trying out new candidates so much there. Okay, uh, let's move on now to talk about the squad. And so we will uh, kind of introduce the players by name and then um, delete the ones who actually didn't make the preliminary squad and uh, and point out which ones uh, passed the preliminary squad and were selected for the final squad. So we'll begin with the manager. Um, Frank De Boer, as we mentioned, was the manager um, uh, that took them through the Euro Cup, and he is out. And Louis Van Gaal replaced him uh, as their manager. So uh, Van Gaal was actually quite steady in the squad choice and formation through the World Cup qualifying games, but suddenly turned experimentative uh, for the uh, Nations League games in June. And that actually seemed a bit odd because the formula had seemed to work well during qualification. They they um, earned qualification in first place. Uh, however, even with all the changes in June, uh, they did win their Nations League group. And in the two September, game, uh, September games, the squad seemed uh, a lot more settled. Uh, however, there, uh, there were some decisions for the uh, final squad, uh, which were baffling, as we will see uh, pretty quickly, because the biggest uh, decision uh, that was baffling was for goalkeepers. So Louis van Gaal uh, leading them through the um, World Cup. Okay, for goalkeepers, we had uh, no definite candidates there, but we have three likely candidates in Jasper Sillison, uh, Tim Kroll, and um, um, Mark Flecken. Um, we also had three possible candidates in Justin uh, Bilo and Joel Drommel and Kjell Sherpen. So uh, we will go through those players to see how they did. Uh, but we also had uh, Marco Bizo, who seemed to be off the squad anyway. And uh, we had Martin Stecklenburg uh, retiring from the squad. So we're deleting them from the list right now and focusing our attention on these six players. Well, uh, Jasper Sillison, Okay, well, I'll start with Tim Kroll because uh, he was a surprise non-selection. Uh, we had considered him likely, but uh, he was not selected for the final squad. Um, and among the likely candidates, uh, Joel Drommel, excuse me, uh, Joel Drommel uh, was not selected, and nor was uh, Kel Sherpin. But for Kel Sherpin, uh, it might have been uh, related to injury. He was out with a late. Uh, he was out with a knee injury from late October, and uh, that's right around the time the team was selected. So we're not sure if that was the primary reason uh, for this decision. Uh, for us, though, he was just a possible candidate. So. Um, it might have been just that he uh, wasn't selected for the squad. So that leaves us with uh, Jasper Sillison and Mark Flecken and uh, Justin uh, Billow. Uh, Jasper Sillison and Mark Flecken made the preliminary squad, so it looked uh, like they were heading towards the final squad. However, they were not selected for the final squad, neither of them. Uh, Justin Billow was... And then two new goalkeepers were brought in <clears throat> that I will uh, introduce here, uh, new candidates. Uh, 
And uh, so because we didn't talk about them in the previous podcast, we'll introduce them here. And um, the first one is Remco Passveer. And the second is uh, Andre Knoppert. Uh, so, wow, uh, that's a big surprise. Let's introduce them. And um, uh, Remco Passveer uh, had been new to the squad, so he came in in September. He actually started both of the September games. Sorry, I have a bit of a tickle in my throat here. Uh, so that gives him two caps since 2022. Uh, he's not a youngster. He's actually uh, 39 years old. Um so just uh, lots of surprising information here. So he is with Ajax in Netherlands since 2021 and has played uh, his whole career uh, for various clubs in the Netherlands. Uh, he was with Vitesse before that and PSV Eindhoven from 2014 to 2017. And with fairly um, small clubs, uh, uh, Heracles and uh, Go Ahead Eagles, he was loaned to. Uh, he was with 20, actually. Uh, which is a bit of a bigger club, from 2003 to 2006, kind of showcasing how long he has been around. But new to the to the national team here. Um, also, we have uh, on on um, sorry, Andres uh, Noppert. So he uh, also new to the squad, appearing on the bench in the last uh, games there in September. Uh, didn't uh, see any field time there, so he has no caps. Uh, he is uh, 28 years old and plays for Heerenveen in the Netherlands uh, since 2022, and he was with the Go Ahead Eagles uh, before that from 2021 to 22. So uh, a real surprise there. Uh, so let's finish uh, this section by kind of summarizing the situation with goalkeepers. So um, back in the uh, Euro Cup, Martin, uh, Martin Stecklenburg was the keeper uh, in the Cup, but he retired after that. It was actually Justin Billow uh, who took over uh, after that for, the, uh, for all of the World Cup qualification games, except for the last one. Uh, he was out injured. Uh, after that and uh, never returned even though he did recover from injury. Uh, Flecken and Sillison shared duties after that. That would be for the last World Cup qualifying game and uh, I think there were a couple of friendlies in there um, but uh, uh, mainly for the June uh, Nations League games. However, uh, the new keeper, Passphere, who had not even been on the bench uh, to that point, started the two September uh, Nations League games. So uh, really a stunning decision here. Uh, these three goalkeepers, so Below, uh, Passveer and Noppert, have a total of eight caps among themselves. And that compares to Jasper Sillison's uh, 63 caps. So um, Netherlands not bringing a lot of international experience to the cup uh, through their goalkeepers. All right, let's move on to the defenders, uh, central defense. So we have Definite candidates Stefan de Vries and Virgil van Dijk. And uh, we have likely candidates Mathis de Ligt and uh, Nathan Aki. And possible candidates uh, Jurian Timber, Jordan Teze and Bruno Martins Indy. Um, so let's see which of those who made it. Uh, so no surprise, uh, Stefan de Vries and Virgil van Dijk uh, were selected for the final squad. Uh, also, the likely candidates Matthias de Ligt, 
and uh, Nathan Ake uh, made it to the squad. And uh, among the possible candidates, only t uh, Jurian Timber made it. So we'll say goodbye to Jordan Teze and Bruno Martin's uh, Indy. But I do have a comment on Bruno Martin's Indy. He was out with a groin injury in mid-September. And he recovered long enough to play uh, just a half of a game with his club before being out with a different problem, a thigh problem, from early uh, October. Uh, and he was not listed as injured uh, for the September games there. So I think that was uh, between the two injuries, but not selected for this squad either. So uh, we only had him as a possible candidate, so we can speculate as to whether uh, or, or how much the injury played a role in his non-selection. Anyway, uh, let's go back and look at how things have gone um, for the central defenders. So it was uh, De Vries and Van Dijk. Uh, they seem to be the central pairing uh, with De Ligt coming in when it's a three-man backline or else De Ligt coming in as a backup. However, uh, and that was pretty much the situation all through World Cup qualification, uh, but it got blown up in uh, the June's Nations League games with four new players uh, coming into the position, uh, including Ake and Timber. Uh, in the September games, it was actually Ake and Timber uh, flanking Van Dyke. Um, and uh, that's where things stand right now. So uh, a little bit hard. We'll, we'll come back to this when we try to predict the starters. But, uh, you know, Stefan De Vries uh, seemed a fixture there. Uh, but the September games uh, put that in, in a little bit of doubt. All right, let's move on to the left-back position. And we have a definite candidate in Daly Blind and a likely candidate in Tyrell Malatia. Uh, and um, we had a possible but unlikely Owen Windall. He didn't make it. Uh, actually, he was injured for the June games, uh, but he did recover. So that injury wasn't the reason that he was left off the squad. Uh, we also had Patrick Van Onholt, who even when we did the full podcast, seemed to be off the squad. So we will erase that name because he wasn't selected. And uh, let's go back to Daly Blind. He was selected for the uh, final squad, uh, as was uh, Tyrell Malachia or Malachia. So uh, just those two left backs uh, being brought to the cup. And uh, this position... Um, is actually often a left winger position uh, given the three-man back line. So if you think of the uh, three-man central defense, the uh, players who are right back and left back push up to the winger position. And it's almost exclusively been uh, daily blind since the 2021 Euro Cup. But Malatia did rotate in for the June uh, Nations League games. So right at the end started uh, rotating in. So we were anxious to see what happened in September to see if, if this is becoming a shared position. But it doesn't seem that way as Daily Blind started both of the September Nations League games. All right, let's move on to the right backs. And we start with uh, definite candidate Denzel Dumfries. And a possible candidate, Hans Hattabor. So we don't have a likely, just a possible there. And um, um, we have uh, two possible but unlikely candidates, uh, uh, Jeremy Frimpong and uh, Devin Wrench. And finally, we have um, 
uh, a player who seems to be off the squad, Joel Veltman. And uh, Joel Veltman didn't make the squad, so we'll erase him. And same with, uh, uh, no, Devin Wrench actually did make the preliminary uh, squad, but didn't make the final cut. Um, and Denzel Dumfries did uh, make the squad. Uh, however, the possible candidate, Hans Hatterboer, did not make the squad, so we will erase him from here. Uh, however, the possible but unlikely Jeremy Frimpong did make the squad. So that leaves us with the two right backs, uh, Denzel Dumfries and Jeremy uh, Frimpong, kind of uh, getting ahead, it seems, of Hans Hatteboer in the pecking order to uh, make the squad here. We had Jeremy Frimpong as, as an unlikely candidate uh, because he hadn't, uh, when we did the first podcast, hadn't earned his first cap for the national team. Um, I'm not sure uh, uh, how his name came up, actually, but he does have good club affiliations. He's with Bayer Leverkusen in Germany and uh, was with Celtic in Scotland before that and was part of uh, Manchester City's youth club. So uh, a player for the future, uh, but, but on the squad this time, the 22-year-old, um, I'm not sure he'll see that much action. Uh, but there we have it. So Je uh, Devin Wrench, who made the preliminary squad, we're going to remove him from the list also. Okay, let's move on to the midfield, and we'll start with defensive midfields, uh, the defensive midfielders. And we have Turn Coop Miners as a definite candidate here, and Jordy Shooten as a possible candidate. So, uh, sorry, Turn Coop Miners is not definite, he's a likely candidate. Jordy Shooten, a possible candidate. Those are the only two we have uh, as defensive midfielders. And uh, we might as well dispense with that now that Tun Coop Miners did make the final squad, while Jordy Shooten uh, did not uh, even make the preliminary squad there. Uh, we're going to introduce central midfielders before we kind of summarize the position. So for central midfielders, we have Frankie de Jong um, as a definite candidate. And we have Martin Deroon as possible and Ryan Gravenberch uh, as a possible player. Um, we don't have any possible but unlikely. Uh, we do have a player who seemed to be off the squad, uh, uh, Donny Vanderbeek, who we uh, talked about in the uh, previous podcast, but we won't talk about here. Uh, and we also have the injured candidate, uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum. Uh, who uh, we will talk about uh, a bit later when it comes to the injuries. Uh, okay, Frankie de Jong then um, uh, did make the final squad. No surprise there, as he was a definite candidate. Um, Martin de Room uh, also made the final squad. However, uh, he was out for a couple of games in late October and mid-November, so that's very recent, uh, with muscle problems. Uh, however, that didn't seem to hamper his selection, but I wonder uh, if it will be an issue uh, for him in the Cup. Meanwhile, Ryan Gravenberch made the uh, preliminary squad, but did not make the final squad, so I'll talk a little bit about him. Ryan Gravenberch had been out with injury for June games, uh, for the Nations League games in June. But uh, that's not the reason the well-affiliated player was not selected, because he was fit by August and playing as a substitute for Bayern Munich. 
And in fact, he was also used as a substitute in the last friendly game in September, uh, though he was only on the field for one minute. So uh, didn't make the squad this time, not selected. Uh, seems to be a candidate for the future, especially because, uh, uh, you know, his club affiliations, Bayern Munich and Germany, and um, he is also with Ajax in the Netherlands. So, um, And also as part of the Euro uh, 2020 squad too. Anyway, we are going to erase uh, Ryan Gravenberch from the list here. Um, and hope that he comes back in the future. And uh, one last thing, we have a new candidate uh, in this position, and that is uh, Kenneth Taylor. Oops, sorry, uh, yeah, a new candidate, Kenneth Taylor. Um, and I'll tell you a bit about him because we didn't introduce him in the uh, in the previous podcast, and that was because he's new to the squad. Uh, he subbed into both of the September games um, there, and those were his uh, first two caps, even his first appearance on the bench or first appearance uh, for the team. So he's just 20 years old and has those two caps since 2022. And he plays for uh, Ajax in the Netherlands, having come through their youth system. So uh, Kenneth Taylor uh, selected uh, uh, above uh, players like Ryan Gravenberch. Uh, okay, so uh, that is the central midfielder. So now we uh, will talk about the defensive and central midfielders uh, together. So um, Frankie de Jong played alone in World Cup qualification um, and had been paired with uh, uh, Darun in the twenty twenty uh, in the in the twenty twenty one Euro Cup uh, formation. And um, uh, we have defensive midfielder uh, Coop Miners making inroads uh, in the June Nations League games. So actually, it was uh, 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 Frankie de Jong and Koopenmeyer starting the first uh, of the September Nations League games. And um, a totally different pairing in the second game. It was uh, Darun partnered with the right midfielder Berquis in the second game so uh, a little uh, uncertain there but we'll come back to it in in picking the uh, uh, predicted starters uh, okay we move on to left midfielders and there we actually have moved the attacking midfielder Davy Klassen to this position um, and that's because uh, he primarily played as a left midfielder uh, during this period. He sometimes did play as an attacking midfielder, I think two or three games as an attacking midfielder, but uh, um, tended to play on the right side or on the left side of central midfield. So Davy Claflin, and we had considered him, um, uh, sorry, we had considered him a likely candidate and uh, indeed he was chosen for the final squad. So uh, Davy Claflin going to the World Cup. Uh, let's actually talk about the position before we move on to the right side. So uh, if you think about the 4-3-3 formation in the 2021 Euro Cup and the five-man midfield in some of the uh, June Nations League games, we see that actually the position of uh, left midfielder or more of a left central midfielder, not as far as a winger, uh, was used quite a bit. And when it was used, it was Davy Klassen. So again, the, the position was rarely used uh, 
Uh, after that, though, uh, it was rarely used in the June and September Nations League games. So I think that's when Davy Klassen uh, went back to being an attacking midfielder. Okay, let's take a look at the right midfielder role. And actually, this is where uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum was playing uh, for part of the time. Uh, we actually, uh, he's coded as a central midfielder, but we moved him to right midfielder because that's where he played during this period. And I should stress that it was just during this period after the Euro Cup, because in the Euro Cup, he had been uh, an attacking midfielder and actually in qualifying for the Euro Cup, um, had scored quite a few goals as an attacking midfielder. However, uh, bad news came um, uh, quite a while ago, actually, that he had a fractured tibia. And I, I don't know if we knew by the time we did the uh, uh, the main podcast for players, but he is out until January 2023. So no chance of, uh, of him recovering uh, in time for the Cup. So that's too bad. He uh, was their captain. Um, now um, Virgil van Dijk is, is going to be the captain. So Giorgio Wijnaldum, a big loss. Uh, also uh, a player we've put on as a right midfielder here is uh, right winger Steven Bergquist. Again, we're moving him because he... Uh, uh, we're moving him because he um, played in this position more. And uh, Steven Bergquist is a definite candidate so i'm just going to move him uh up here actually he uh he played as a right winger as well so perhaps i shouldn't move him but for some reason he's on my list here so might as well deal with him now he is a definite candidate and uh, he did make the squad and um that's all we'll say about that uh i'll just note that wijnaldum is uh, injured here on the graphic um for the youtube people okay injured giorgio and album uh definite candidate stephen berkeley's making the squad so i'll summarize the right midfielder it's pretty much the same story as the left so uh the 4-3-3 in the 2021 euro cup and the five-man midfield um in june uh nations league qualifications saw the position used quite a bit and it was giorgio wijnaldum all the way through world cup qualifications so coming back from a an attacking midfielder role under frank de boer uh into a central midfield role uh right central midfield role under the new manager and uh also berkeys who had been uh an uh, attacking midfielder and even a right forward uh, moved back into this position after Wijnaldum's injury. So kind of like Wijnaldum uh, was playing an attacking role, but came back uh, to cover Wijnaldum's position. So again, the position was used rarely in the June and September Nations League games, in which case Berg, uh, he did go forward uh, a couple of times. Okay, let's look at the left wingers. And here we have likely candidate Stephen Bergwijn, uh, and also Noah Lang, and also Cody Gakpo, uh, all three of them uh, likely candidates. And uh, we also had Ryan Babel, but he seemed to be off the squad and uh, was not selected, so we delete him from the list here. And let's look and see which of these three likely candidates made it. Well, in fact, all of them did. So Stephen Bergwijn selected, Noah Lang, and Cody Gakpo 
all selected for the final squad and we'll take a look at the position uh in fact um for netherlands the position is more often a left forward but we'll cover it here since uh these players all coded as left wingers were playing in that left forward uh, position uh, for the most part. And in fact, not only uh, were they playing as left forwards, but these are the players who also covered the central attacking midfield role and the right forward role uh, for the large part. So in that sense, it's a bit of a rotation of these uh, players up front uh, because they switch over from right to left uh, to center. So a lot of times we'll see two of them. And I should point out that Noah Lang uh, was out with an ankle, ankle injury for the September games, but he did recover and he was playing for his club by early October. So um, his injury, not a concern there. Finally, we'll, uh, the third kind of section, we'll move on to forwards. And in forwards, we uh, cover attacking midfielders. And, um, well, the first attacking midfielder there is uh, the definite candidate, Davy Klassen. But we covered him as a uh, left midfielder there because he played there more. Uh, we also have a possible candidate in uh, Goose Till. And... Um, we have a uh, Mohamed Itaharan. Oh, sorry, Mohamed Itaharan. Uh, but he seemed to be off the squad and indeed wasn't chosen. So we'll delete him from the list. However, we do have a new candidate here. And that is uh, Javi Simons. Uh, Javi Simons was selected for the squad. Um, and uh, so I have to introduce him because we didn't cover him in the, the previous podcast. Uh, he's new to the squad, ha never appearing for the national team before being named to the preliminary squad. So not even involved in those September games. Uh, he has no caps for the Netherlands then and is uh, 19 years old, so very young, and uh, plays for PSV Eindhoven in the Netherlands since 2022 and was with Par uh, Paris Saint-Germain before that and actually uh, came up through Paris Saint-Germain's youth club. Uh, and he is actually with Barcelona's youth club for a long time before that, from 2010 to 2019. So very good club affiliation there. Uh, maybe this cup comes a little bit too soon for him, but we may see him down the road or we may see him getting onto the field uh, during this cup. Meanwhile, I didn't cover uh, Goose Hill. Uh, Goose Hill did not make the final squad. He made the preliminary squad, uh, but didn't make the final cut there. And so uh, ultimately he gets removed from the list here. Okay, moving on to forwards, uh, we have Memphis Depay as a definite candidate. And we have uh, two likely candidates, Doniel Malin and Woot Weghorst. And then two possible candidates uh, in uh, Arno Danjuma and Vincent Jansen. And in fact, we have a, a possible but unlikely candidate in Luke de Jong, but we keep him on the list because he was selected not only for the preliminary squad, but for the final squad. So I'll come back to that shortly. Uh, Quincy Proms uh, seems to be off, seemed to be off the squad and indeed was not selected for the uh, 
for the squad. So let's go over those players. Uh, Memphis Depay uh, was selected for the final squad. However, big news, um, he played the first September friendly, but he was out of the second with a thigh problem. And he's been off the team since then, so the end of September, uh, until now with an unknown return date. So uh, a big worry for Netherlands um, as to whether he'll be fit enough to make the squad. Uh, but they have named him to the squad, uh, of course, in hopes of his recovery. So uh, they will definitely be hoping for that. Daniel Malins uh, made the preliminary squad, but uh, did not make the final squad. Uh, he really hadn't been playing in the Nations League games. I think he played... Um, uh, a few, uh, I think he played one game in World Cup qualifying and uh, none in the Nations League game. So uh, off, the, uh, off the squad ultimately um, here. Uh, Wood Weghorst, though, did make the final squad. Uh, the possible candidate Arno Danjuma made the preliminary squad but not the final squad. And uh, Vincent Janssen, who had kind of uh, come back after a six-and-a-half-year absence, right at the end there in June 2022, uh, did make the final squad. So uh, interesting developments there. But we have to say goodbye here to uh, Daniel Malin because he didn't uh, uh, make the final cut from the preliminary squad. And same with Arno Danjuma. Uh, but with Arno Danjuma, um, I should say that he had been injured for the June games uh, all the way up to mid-September with muscular problems. He did recover from that, but he was not called up for the September game, uh, September games and ultimately not selected. So perhaps his muscle injury is kind of getting in the way uh, of his selection there. But a big surprise here in uh, Luke de Jong uh, being selected for the squad. We had him as possible but unlikely. And uh, the reason was he had played none of their... 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, and he was only on the bench for uh, two games, but not selected for 11 others. So that made us consider him possible, but unlikely. And uh, yo and behold, here he is uh, on the squad. Okay, so that gives us our uh, our uh, 26 players for the squad. And we're going to look at a few statistics for these uh, 26 players. And um, the average age is uh, 26.3 years old. So, um, again, we've always been saying 25 to 27 is kind of in range, but we are finding it a little bit older uh, for these World Cup squads. So I would say that that maybe puts uh, Netherlands slightly on the younger side uh, among uh, all the uh, players here. Uh, they only have one player who's 33 years or older. Um, one player who's 33 years or older, and that is the uh, surprising selection of goalkeeper, uh, uh, Remco Pasvier. He's 39 years old, so seven years older than the next oldest player uh, on the squad. That's Daly Blind and Luke de Jong, both 32 years old. Uh, they do have a number of players who are in their 30s. That would be uh, eight, eight players in all, but... Um, you know, I would say 33 uh, is starting to get uh, old as a soccer player. Um, uh, goalkeepers having a bit long, longer shelf life there. 
Uh, anyway, so yes, uh, reasonably young. And uh, keeping the squad young is the fact that they have five players who are 22 years old uh, or younger. So uh, bringing some youth to the squad, uh, Jurian Timber, Jeremy Frimpong, both 21 years old, Davy Klassen, who's actually uh, a starter, and uh, Kenneth Taylor, both 20 years old, and Javi Simons, uh, 19 years old there. Uh, the average number of caps among these players, uh, <laughs> interestingly, is exactly the same as their average age, uh, which um, was quite amazing there. Uh, just a, a little off-topic statistic for you here, which, uh, which is kind of interesting. The total number of years in the squad... Um, sorry, I've kind of lost my place here. The total number of years uh, among the squad uh, members is uh, 683. So the total of their ages adds up to 683. And the total number of caps adds up to exactly the same thing, 683. What a coincidence. Uh, so the average uh, uh, number of caps. So actually, that's a bit uh, kind of uh, below uh, average compared to most of the other teams. Um, the average that I have is, uh, um, sorry, uh, 30.2. So uh, a below average number of caps uh, for um, Netherlands. Okay, the total number of goals they have amongst these 26 players is 105. And uh, total goals for caps is 15.4%. So let me put that in a bit of context. Uh, for you. Actually, the total number um, uh, looks a little bit low, but because they don't have a, a large number of caps among the players, it works out to 15.4%. So that is actually quite high in terms of scoring because the average is 13.1%. So they score uh, quite a bit more than most teams. And let's take a look at that scoring. Uh, actually, to a large degree, it comes down to Memphis Depay, who has 42 goals in 81 games, putting him above 50%. So that's a goal every second game, a very high average for uh, for a forward. And in fact, um, Vincent Janssen is the next highest. He has seven goals in his 20 games. Uh, Steven Bergwijn not far behind at 29%, and Davy Klaassen at 25%. So those aren't huge numbers, but they're very respectable, uh, very respectable scoring ratios. Um, um, no, uh, well, uh, some of the others are around 20%, but they don't really have enough games to make it a valid statistic. So uh, perhaps I'll leave it at that. But the only other comment I'll make is that they do get uh, goals from defenders uh, and from all over the field. So especially the uh, Denzel Dumfries, Virgil van Dijk, uh, and even Nathan Ake kind of score um, uh, some of their goals. Okay, we end the podcast with uh, some summaries here. So first of all, we'll talk about the notable non-selections in review. So I'll add uh, uh, the outgoing manager, Frank De Boer, or actually went after the Euro 2021 Cup there. Uh, Frank De Boer, um, not on, uh, no longer with the Netherlands here. Um, Jasper Sillison, the goalkeeper, uh, uh, a very notable non-selection. He was the most experienced goalkeeper they had. Uh, Tim Kroll also not making the squad, nor Mark Flacken, um, 
that's a bit less of a surprise than the than the other two. But uh, uh, the fact that um, uh, all three of them being likely goalkeepers uh, and none of them being selected is really a surprise. Uh, Ryan Gravenberch, well, we did have him as a possible candidate, and there was uh, um, some injury involved with him. Uh, I only mentioned him because he's uh, got good club affiliations with Bayern Munich uh, and actually uh, on the field for Bayern Munich, so uh, not chosen for the squad. Uh, I think we will see him uh, further down the road. And uh, forwards, uh, Daniel Mallon. Uh, not selected. We considered him a likely candidate and a bit less of a surprise, Arno Danjuma. We considered him a possible candidate. Okay, uh, surprise inclusions is next. So uh, we have um, uh, Justin Billow. I guess that's a bit of a surprise given that the three likely goalkeepers were not selected. He was just a possible for us. Uh, but uh, he has been included in the squad, so managed to get ahead of the competition there. Uh, but even more so, Remco Pasvier, um, uh coming in uh, from out of nowhere, it seems, to make the squad. Uh, uh, people who follow club soccer in the Netherlands will, uh, won't consider it out of nowhere, but from an outsider point of view, uh, it really comes as a surprise. And Andries Knoppert, uh, also, the goalkeeper coming in uh, suddenly at the end here. Uh, Jeremy Fringpong, uh, the right defender, we had him as a possible but unlikely candidate, but he did make the squad. And uh, Luke de Jong, uh, the forward, also making the squad. We also had him as possible but unlikely. So a few surprises uh, there. Uh, by the manager, by the manager Louis Van Hall, who will consider uh, a kind of a new manager. In truth, he's nothing but new. This is his third stint with the Netherlands, and um, uh, he's a pretty familiar figure. But he is uh, the new manager uh, since the uh, after the last Euro Cup, so we'll put him on the list. Uh, and then we have uh, Kenneth Taylor. I mean, in addition to the surprise candidates, the goalkeepers, Passphere and Noppert, they'd also be in this new category. Uh, Kenneth Taylor, the central midfielder, um, a new candidate um, just coming in in September. And Javi Simons, oops, Javi Simons, uh, same story, just uh, getting his first uh, um, appearance on the team uh, in November or in those September friendlies. And uh, we have updates on injuries, and actually that's quite a few names for Netherlands, uh, so I'll go quite fast here. Uh, we have a couple of players who are recovered from injury, so we, we did talk about that above. We won't repeat it here, we'll just talk, uh, give their names. Noah Lang uh, was injured, uh, but it looks like it's uh, not going to be a problem. And uh, Arno Danjuma uh, didn't make the squad actually, but uh, uh, his injury was not the reason. Uh, he was recovered in time for the selection, but just wasn't selected. Next, uh, we have uh, people who are injury doubts. These ones I will give a couple of details on. Uh, we do have Martin Darun. So uh, he was out for a couple of games in late October and mid-November. Uh, uh, mid-November is now. Uh, he's on the injury list right now with muscle problems. Um, 
it didn't prevent him from being selected, but uh, it might be an issue going into the cup. And then uh, a much bigger worry, Memphis Depay, uh, playing the first September friendly, but out injured with a thigh problem for the second one. And he's been out uh, all the way since late November until now with an unknown return date. Well, no surprise to me that they would still name him to the squad, uh, even if he was injured, but we'll have to keep our eye on that as it comes up for the cup. Obviously, they're hoping he'll recover. Players who were dropped uh, due to injury, uh, also a big loss for them in Giorgio, uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum. Uh, so we won't repeat the whole story there, but a fractured tibia, so uh, not expected to recover until uh, January 2023. Uh, so that's two big names uh, on, on the injury. And then we have a few players who were injured, but were, were not strong candidates to begin with. So uh, we'll just give the names and uh, the likelihood they were at of making the squad. Uh, uh, so goalkeeper Kel Sherpin, uh, we had him as a possible candidate, um, but out uh, injured. Owen uh, Windahl, uh, he uh, actually did recover from his injury, so it wasn't the reason he was left off. Uh, but anyway, he was just a possible but unlikely candidate. And uh, Martin Indy, uh, sorry, uh, Bruno Martins Indy, uh, his an injury might have played a role in his non-selection, but he was only a possible candidate. So uh, we are um, we're not sure uh, whether he was just not selected or whether the injury played a role. Okay, well, we're going to talk about predicted starters, but I have to populate the thing. So I will, this is the magic section of the uh, podcast. I will, um, I will populate it right now. It is done. Okay, predicted starters. Uh, well, Louis uh, Van Hal, we'll call him a starter, the starting manager, and um, we're sure he won't be uh, dismissed before the tournament starts. Uh, in terms of goalkeepers, uh, well, with all the new goalkeepers coming in, uh, uh, even at the end of the, the uh, main podcast on players, we had no idea and we didn't uh, uh, feel confident enough to, uh, to nominate a starter. Uh, it turns out we were kind of right because uh, had we nominated any, we would have nominated the likely candidates and none of them were chosen. Um, we uh, actually thought that Billo might return uh, from injury, he was the goalkeeper that kind of replaced uh, uh, Stecklenburg after the Euro 2020. Uh, so we thought there was a chance of him returning from his injury to resume the starting position that he gained after the uh, Euro Cup. But we certainly didn't expect a keeper outside of these candidates to come in and uh, snatch the spot. But that's what seems to have happened, because even though Billo was recovered, uh, by the September friendlies, it was Passveer who played both of them. So we're really not sure uh, uh, which of those it'll be. I think we kind of have to give the nod to Passveer, but we're going to be a bit conservative here and um, uh, say that it might be Justin uh, Bilio kind of returning to the starting spot um, or Passveer uh, coming in. Not dead sure, but uh, uh, maybe 52% Passphere and forty-eight percent Bilio. Uh, okay, uh, the other the other goalkeepers, Andries Noppert. Uh, so I'll try to name the uh, the players here. Okay, in central defence we have Stefan de Vries, Virgil Van Dijk, Matthias De Ligt, 
Nathan Ake and Julian Timber all making the squad. And we had nominated De Vries and Van Dyke as starters. But uh, now uh, we, we can only be sure about Van Dyke as a starter, uh, given that Ake and Timber flanked him uh, in both of the September games. We have to consider them on a par with De Vries or perhaps even ahead of them. So um, uh, we're going to, we're going to, uh, and it, it's not that we're so hesitant. It's just the evidence the manager is giving us to go on. Uh, we, we consider Van Dyke a starter, but we can only posit that uh, uh, it'll be uh, two of, of these three players, De Vries, De Ligt, and, and Ake. Uh, oh, sorry, not De Ligt, um, but Timber. Uh, De Ligt we consider... Uh, um, uh, a kind of a half a step behind uh, behind the other ones uh, in terms of his uh, chances of being a starter. Okay, well, it gets a bit easier as we move on to the left-back position. So we have uh, Daly Blind and Tyrell Malachia, or Malachia, I'm not sure um, how to pronounce it. Uh, we had nominated uh, Daly Blind as a starter. However, in the June games, uh, they were rotating Malachia and uh, Blind were rotating the position, each playing two of the games, and that gave us some pause. But uh, Blind starting both of the September Nations League games reestablishes our confidence in him as the starter. So uh, he'll get the starter, and we think uh, Malachia um, will be his backup. In the right-back position, we had uh, nominated Dumfries as the starter, and I swear to God I will swallow my computer mouse without chewing if that is not the way it turns out. So uh, we're confident enough to be swallowing computer mice about this. Okay, uh, defensive and uh, central midfielders. Uh, we had nominated Frankie de Jong as the starter. Um, uh, Coop Miners increasingly became the partner when it was a two uh, when it was uh, two players in the central midfield. Uh, but uh, Coop Myers has not done enough to uh, make us think he's a starter. So we put uh, Frank de Jong as a starter and Coop Myers as a sometime starter or a maybe starter in this case. Uh, Martin Darun seems to have kind of dropped uh, dropped out. Um, uh, behind Coop Miners there uh, in our estimation. Okay, left midfielders, we have uh, like, oh, sorry, I, I um, didn't mention all the names of the central midfielders. Martin Darun, Kenneth Taylor is the new candidate there, but uh, he'll almost certainly be on the bench. Left midfielders, we have Davy Klassen as the only candidate, and uh, he sometimes plays as an attacking midfielder. We actually moved him from there to left midfielder, regardless wherever he plays, uh, we do think he's going to be a starter. Um, uh, oh, hang on, I have a note to myself here that we're, we're uh, downgrading him to a sometime starter. Let me see what I was thinking. Uh, um, he was uh, in the first podcast. We had left him as an attacking midfielder, where he does sometimes play. He was primarily left midfield, uh, although he started. He saw fewer starts uh, during the Nations League games. That's why we downgraded him to uh, kind of a yellow, a sometimes starter, because uh, recently he was starting a bit less. 
Okay, sorry about the confusion there. Uh, right midfielders, we had nominated Bergquist as a starter, and he's the only candidate in this position, Stephen Bergquist. Um, and as we said, we, he has been playing as a, a right midfielder, or really more like a right central midfielder, since Wijnaldum's injury. Uh, he came back, just like Wijnaldum had, from playing an attacking role to that right central midfield role. And when Wijnaldum got injured, uh, uh, Bergquist took it up there. Um, so we think he's a definite candidate, but it is possible he will show up elsewhere on the field. So not necessarily the starting right midfielder, but a starting player nonetheless. Okay, left wingers, we have uh, Stephen Bergwine. Noah Lang and Cody Gapko as the candidates. And um, Bergwijn gets the most starts, and uh, he started both September Nations League games, so uh, that bumps him up to a definite, in our opinion. Uh, Gapko is getting more starts as time goes. Uh, he played as a central attacking midfielder in two of the last three Nations League games. So um, we're going to move him up to a, a sometimes starter. And uh, Lang does get some starts, but we don't think he gets enough starts to view him as a starter. So uh, we consider him more of a substitute. Wouldn't be shocked to see him uh, start a game, though. Uh, right wingers, we don't actually have any candidates here in the right wing. Uh, Bergquist uh, held the position in World Cup qualifying, but as we said, moved back to right midfielder to replace Wijnaldum. So we covered uh, him there. The left winger... Um, uh, Bergwijn has often actually moved over to play right winger um, uh, since uh, Bergwijn's moved back, uh, but we've covered Bergwijn. And uh, forward Jansen um, uh, moved into the position in the last few games, so uh, we'll cover him when we get to forwards right away here. So, uh, And actually it was um, Jansen and Bergwijn uh, in the last two games in September they're playing in this position. So. Um, we dealt with Bergwijn as a left winger, and we'll talk about um, uh, Jansen as a forward here. Okay, um, among the attacking midfielders, uh, Wijnaldum and Klassen and Gapko are the main players here, uh, but we've uh, considered each of these players elsewhere, so um, uh, no no uh, starters to, to be named here Um now let's look at the forwards. So for the forwards, we had uh, nominated Memphis Depay as the starter, and we're sticking with that, although he only started uh, half the Nations League games in June and September, so not getting as much, uh, as many regular starts as he used to. And uh, Vincent Jansen is making inroads, uh, inroads and may get a start, uh, but he hasn't done enough he hadn't done so enough for us to consider him a starter. So we're still considering Memphis Depay a starter, even though uh, he is not starting uh, every game recently. And um, I think we're going to mark Vincent Janssen in yellow because he uh, looks like he might be taking that right forward uh, position uh, over. Okay, and then uh, Woot Weghorst and Luke de Jong uh, seem to be substitutes for us. All right, let's be, uh, finish with closing thoughts. So rather than reassessing their prospects and repeating everything we said in the player podcast, we're going to add, ask a simple question here. 
uh, does the selection change our opinion about their chances? So I'm going to say yes to this. Um, Netherlands seemed such a stable squad in World Cup qualifying. And for that reason, I was baffled that they were uh, making so many changes in their Nations League games in June, especially. Uh, nevertheless, they did well in the Nations League and finished first in their group, so we can't be too critical about that. But uh, some of the decisions uh, in the squad selection, um, especially among goalkeepers, do give reason to worry. Uh, I'm a bit worried that eight caps, eight international caps among the three of them, uh, really is a dangerous lack of international experience. Uh, furthermore, the high number of injuries is a concern. Uh, we saw the injury to Wijnaldum, and now Depay is under a little bit of th is, is under threat of uh, not being able to play in the tournament. Netherlands do have the depth to cover that, but at what point does it start to catch up with them if they're losing kind of key players? Uh, I mean, we can hardly consider Vincent Janssen the equal of uh, Memphis Depay uh, as a replacement. So my thinking is uh, Netherlands may be strong enough to get through the group stage, uh, but I think these injuries may catch up with them in the latter stages, or we might even see their effect showing in the group stage with, say, a tie uh, against uh, Senegal, um, Ecuador, or Japan, or, or even uh, you know a tougher-than-expected game against these teams. And that's really to say nothing of the psychological elements at play for Netherlands. Uh, on the one hand, they may uh, have the usual overconfidence that European teams are prone to, uh, you know, playing teams from outside of Europe, or they may have a lack of confidence having missed two major tournaments in recent times, as well as a quick exit, a relatively quick exit uh, from the group stage of Euro 2020 after a group uh, after a strong group stage. That happened in 2008 too. Uh, there's also the threat, uh, the always looming threat of discord among the players of Netherlands that they're famous for. And I don't really see Van Gaal as the uh, as a, as the kind of manager to bring great unity uh, to a team that's fighting amongst themselves. Having said all that, I don't mean to be negative, and, and Netherlands often do fly through the group stage, and they may well do that here, and of course that would help their psychology. And the other thing is that my speculation on the psychology may be dead wrong, and that they do have the psychology and the talent to overcome these problems. But honestly, um, my belief is that they haven't really shown enough evidence uh, since 2014 that uh, they have the ability to uh, do well in tournaments. So I would need more evidence uh, to think that I'm dead wrong here. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. And keep in mind, we may be editing together a list of the bios of the 26 final candidates. And that would uh, mostly be outtakes from the main player podcast or the main player media cast that we did. In other words, I'll be splicing uh, together the players from the main media podcast rather than recording a new one. And if we do that, that'll come out uh, in the first few days of the cup. Uh, it depends on whether we have time to do it. I personally would like to have that uh, as I drive to my brothers to watch a game. Uh, it would be good to kind of go over the list of players. 
Okay, meanwhile, keep an eye on us at, at Soccer Files Canada. I keep forgetting to show the uh, closing graphic here to our YouTube watchers. Uh, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And uh, check the show notes uh, for links to our website and uh, previous podcast series. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you uh, back for the next team. Bye-bye.